busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Okay, judgment-free phone call, right? Want to go ahead and reveal something to you that was revealed to me, so now it's revealed to us, okay? So having my private time, and if I'm honest, I was having a slight little, you know, temper tantrum, just a little bit. And I'm like, you know, God, I'm trying. And he stopped me immediately and just kind of like, hold on, and downloaded something into my soul. And I was like, oh. He said, um, real quick, if what you're asking me for, in a very immature way, might I add, but whatever, comma, if whatever you're asking for, if I felt like, you needed this to complete the will that I have and the plan that I have for your life. Do you really see me as a God that will withhold that from you? And I was like, um, cause you know, like what could you, he knows my thoughts, right? So I'm trying to figure out what to say and how to say it real quick. But then that just was a word in, in itself. I was like, time out. Doesn't Psalm 23 say that, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Meaning, yeah, there's nothing. Other um, verses say, you know, I shall not need, right? So I had to think about that. And, you know, if it was my truth, I would have answered back like, yeah, I feel like if I don't ask and say the proper prayer, you know, and do my doop, 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 you know, try to get the proper sequence in my prayer. Um, I do feel like that I, I'm not going to get the blessing. And you know what? That may be a, a truth for a lot of people. Maybe a lot of people feel like if I don't pray a certain way in a certain sequence, um, then I'm not going to get what I'm, what I feel like I should receive. Maybe that's why when people are praying, they're saying, Father God, 15 million times. Oh, Father God, I pray that. And Father God, I pray. And, you know, that's not to make fun of anyone, but it's just like, did someone pray like that for you? And then subconsciously in your mind, you found that to be the way to get prayers answered? I mean, we can get tripped up like that. Let's just say you went up to someone and you were like, hey, can you pray for me? And they did the Father God 15 million time prayer. And then, oh, my gosh, something happened, which you were praying for, which you got prayer for actually occurred. And so in your mind, that's the way that you pray to get an answer. Right? I mean, it could very well be. And so he had to remind me, like, listen, <laughs> if there was something that you needed, Anything that you needed, do you know that I make stuff happen? I mean, like, just be honest. God makes stuff happen in your life that you're like, honestly, I didn't really pray for that. Or um, I didn't put the whole oomph into my prayer to really make that come into fruition. So we need to go ahead and just kind of take out the whole notion that we don't make anything happen. Prayer is not a, hey, I'm going to go ahead and submit this with the hopes that you answer this. Okay, great, bye. The real essence and truth behind prayer is just having a conversation. It really is. 
from time to time, you can go ahead and pray and just put some stuff on God's to-do list. Like, hey, been worrying about this, this, and this. Can I hand this over? Because it's way too much to handle here on earth. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this on your to-do list. But by the way, shouts out to you for doing A, B, and C in my life. And then also, I'm thinking about taking that particular job. What do you think about that? Because, you know, the Bible says that, you know, you are you already years in advance. You know, you were yesterday, today, and forevermore, right? So I don't know what's going to happen um, between now and applying for this job and actually taking it. I don't want to go through the whole shebang of it all and then get there and realize this is not a good fit. So, God, you know me better than I know myself. Um, real talk, you know, don't, don't hide nothing from me because I've read in the Bible where you told people stuff and you're like, ooh. You, you left nothing a secret, right? You're like, listen, Jesus told them, I'm going to die, okay? This is what's happening. Everybody's going to be okay. I got to go. The advocate is coming back. You know, when I'm reading the Bible, I'm seeing that you don't really hold nothing back. So let's go ahead and not have this part of my life hidden, shall we? Let's go ahead and just, um, God, is this the opportunity that I'm supposed to take? Is this the person that I'm supposed to entertain in my life? Is this a true friendship? God, you know what? I'm at the point that whatever's not a friendship, I'm cool with you shaking up my life real quick to go ahead and reveal that there's ants in these pants, okay? Whatever needs to be removed, I'm completely cool. And that's how you pray like truly it says in the bible when jesus said okay when when you pray pray like this and then we equated that to oh we have to memorize that prayer okay our father who art in heaven how there'll be the name no 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 no. take the essence of what he's saying from that he said pray like this which means when you start off your prayer don't just bust in there and start talking and saying hey i need this that and the third uh -uh. acknowledge that god <laughs> acknowledge god first okay and then when you really look at that entire segment you see what he's saying he's saying hey ask god to keep you from temptations ask god to go ahead and keep you from the evil one you know ask god that his perfect will is done you know ask god and so he's just saying you know these are some key elements you may want to go ahead and add in your prayer notice that every time and i'm going on a completely different rabbit trail but i'm gonna let the holy spirit lead me because if that's where he wants to go then let's just go but notice that at no time when jesus was praying to god it did not there was no transcript of what he said outside of him saying father if this cup can be taken from me please let it be but let your will be done and not mine he didn't do the Father God, Father God 15 zillion times. He didn't, as a matter of fact, he's, it said that he withdrew in the morning to go pray, which literally means, bro, I'm just going to go talk to my dad real quick. He drew away in private. It wasn't nothing that was public, you know. He had his time, left the disciples several times to go ahead and have his God time. And he had that time with him, that conversational piece with him to keep him on the, you know, on the straight and narrow. And he was the walking word. So a lot of times we just need to have the mindset of maybe we need to look at God different. You know, it, it's not this new modern day. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, can you pray for me? And they only ask specified people because they feel like, well, maybe if you pray, it would happen. No, if it's a part of God's will, it will happen. If you go ahead and, you know, remember God's word, you know, just remind him. That's what the Bible says. It says, remind him of his word. You know, I've only seen in the Bible a couple of times where God was going to do something and he was like, you know what? You're right. 
He was. He told Moses, "Move out the way. I'm getting ready to destroy every piece of an Israelite because I'm done with him." And Moses was like, "Um, God, can you not do that? Because if you do, it's going to look like you didn't have the power enough to save them, and that you took them out here in the wilderness to kill them. So can we not?" He was like, "You're right, but they still need to die, so we're going to do something different. But I'm not going to do it that way." It was already his plan for for that to happen. It just happened a different way. You see what I'm saying? He didn't kill them all at once. He was just like, the mindset that this group of Israelites have, yeah, I can't take to the promised land. So I'm going to wait to this group of Israelites, the first, the first uh, draft. Yeah, y'all have to die off because I can't. So his will still happened. It just happened in a different way. And so maybe we need to stop looking at prayer as you know the access to the genie or the eight the card to the atm you know we swiping and it's like i'm putting in the passcode and ah nothing's coming out i know something's in there but what's the code and so you're calling up other people and you're like hey can you give me your code okay well maybe god would give you the code okay well let me go ahead and see if my pastor can give me the code and you're running to so many different people trying to get this code and god is like can you come into the bank and have a conversation with me like, you don't have to struggle. Ooh, that's a word right there. You don't have to struggle at this ATM to try to get the perfect access. And if you don't, you truly don't know it. So you're running around being a slave to everyone else, trying to get the access granted to your prayer. And the the uh, bank doors are open, sweetheart. Come in. It's a matter of coming up. Okay, you don't know the code to your ATM. Cool, you got some ID on you, don't you? Okay, so come in here. And I think a, a lot of times that's what our prayer life looks like, right? Our prayer life looks a lot like, and I, I promise you, I was going to go on a completely different road, but I'm going to just go ahead and let it be driven. Your prayer life just needs to be a conversational piece. It just needs to be a reckon. You need to recognize what God has done for you. You need to tell him what's on your heart to get it off of you. And then you just need to ask him, what's the next steps to what I need to do? That's really it. It's really a spiritual game of follow the leader. If you don't feel prompted to do such and such, don't do it. If you feel prompted to do something, you better do it. Because to know to do something and not do it, the Bible defines that as sin. So if you felt strongly about calling such and such, if you felt strongly about applying to that position, if you felt strongly about forgiving such and such, if you felt strongly about it and you did not do it, that is the sin. Because it's not that you did not know, it's that you did not do it. And that's a completely different story. You see what I'm saying? And just in the realm of prayer, I feel like we pray just completely wrong. In the fact that we pray for from point A to point B. Meaning, we pray, Father God, you know, uh, let's just let's just choose a job. I really want this job. I want the income from my family, and um, I feel like you know this would be a good whatever, right? So we're essentially praying for the job for the finances. So that's the point A, the job. Point B, the finances. But I was looking at how God works, right? And I went all the way back to Genesis and I realized that God blesses for a long-term effect. He blesses and he aligns things so it can have a long-term effect. Like literally, God allowed a woman to be born with all the ovaries she will ever need. That one birth 
it has generations inside of her. That one male has all the sperm that he will need to birth the generations that were assigned to him, right? And so it's like, oh, yeah, God is not a, okay, a point A, I'm going to let you get pregnant, point B. and then, No, 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 he blesses for long term. So maybe in our prayer life, we need to do something different. Maybe we need to go ahead and start having long-term posture. Whatever it is that you're asking for, can we go ahead and try to figure out what's the long-term? So maybe it's not, um, God, I really, really want this house, um, you know, so that I can feel like I finally made it. I deserve it. I, I, I. Maybe we need to take the eye out and say, God, I want to put real estate into my family. I want this house because this will be not only a home for my current family, but this will be a generational blessing for my family to come. Because the Bible says that a wise man, a wise man blesses generation, his grandchildren's children's children, you know, generationally. I think we need to start thinking bigger, thinking long-term, praying long-term, and letting those who have a, a, a match, if you will. Because I was just thinking about the fact that when God created in those six days, he created to a point that he never had to create in that way again. Think about that. All six of those days, he did something that was able to create and produce long term after his first initial creation. His creative process was long-term. When he blessed the animals and then made man and then blessed them and gave them dominion, that was long-term. So much so that when it was time to do it again with Noah for the second earth, he didn't have to recreate all over again. He created in a way that the earth was able to go ahead and then produce again from what he did those initial six days. And I, I don't feel like God just did that for the earth. I feel like he does that for our lives. He knows this particular blessing should have a ripple effect if you so carry it carefully. If you are a good steward over what God gave you, there is a ripple effect behind every blessing. It is not as simple, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not as simple as having, um, just getting the job. Maybe it's, no, there is somebody assigned to you for that job that I need you to be a witness to. It is not as simple as, oh, okay, I'm getting promoted. Maybe God is trying to get you on another level so that he can change certain things within you. Because you may have been great as a worker, but you may see some weak areas in yourself as a supervisor. So maybe what needs to happen is he needs to elevate you so that you can see difference so that you can your weak areas can be exposed. Like maybe we need to start you don't just want a relationship. No, 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 no. You want long term. You want a great husband, you want a great father to your children, you want a example for I mean just an awesome example of grandfather, you know, hood when he gets there. You want a man now that will have a ripple effect through your generation. Same things for guys. You're not just looking for the chick with the pretty eyes and the body and the what have you and the physical attributes. You want someone that will be able to teach your daughter what womanhood is. 
You want someone that would take care of your son to the way that when he attracts another form of her with like-mindedness, you'll go, mm-hmm, because I taught you what a woman and what a great wife is. You want a great grandmother to your future grandchildren. You want your legacy to be around, okay, I chose well on the front end. So the ripple effect of that throughout the generation, we are benefiting from that one decision. And maybe that's how we just need to look at prayer and life and everything all together. Because I feel like yeah, God wants you to have what you're praying for. Let's just go ahead and just cut. the. He wants you to have it. It's a yes already. But he's just a very intentional God. And so whatever it is that you're praying for, you know, the increased finances. I remember watching something from Creflo Dollar and he said, God, bless me to be a blessing distribution center. And I was like, what? That doesn't. But then it made perfect sense. Don't bless me just to cover my needs. Bless me to be able to help other people in their needs, too. And I was like, whoa, mind blown. Never even seen it that way. So if we don't receive an answer to a prayer, then we start combating the prayer with, okay, well, you know, let me, um, let me have somebody else pray or let me keep, you know, persisting and praying and praying and praying just like the woman in judges. And it's like, no, maybe you need to go back, revise your plan, revise your prayer to more of a long term. Okay. Let me see this through and let me ask God, what is your plan for my life so that I can start praying long term? You don't want me just to have a job. You're looking for me to have a career. You don't want me to just graduate with just anything. You want me to graduate with something that's going to benefit me later. You know how many people right now currently have degrees that they're not even using? You're like, your degrees in what? And you work where? So uh, can we go ahead and just, you see what I'm saying? So the challenge that I want to take away from this conversation is, I challenge you to write down, what you've been asking and believing God for and ask yourself, am I praying long-term prayers? And just be honest with yourself because I don't think that we're taught that. So it's nothing wrong with admitting that. You see what I'm saying? No one's saying, hey, um, you know, what's your plan with this particular prayer? Because you do understand that God is not a just, he's not a drip drop God, right? He is a God of ever-flowing rivers. You see what I'm saying? He's not going just one step, two step, that's just it. No, no, he's looking for the long-term effect of it all. He didn't take the Israelites out of Egypt and just was like, um, and was trying to figure it out along the way. He already had a destination. He already had an end game, an end goal. And I feel like that's not just Bible-based. That's not just for the Israelites or the people we read about. That's for our lives too. There's already an end goal. There's already an, a, a purpose plan for our life so maybe we need to get in alignment and say okay the things that I'm asking for because I feel like if we're all completely truthful we kind of know and have an idea of where we're supposed to end up at a lot of us are just in a place that we don't know how to get there so let's just start praying that our prayers align with the end goal and I feel like once we get to that point, we go, we're going to see a completely different aspect when it comes to our prayer life, when it comes to just seeing things come to pass. We're going to be like, oof, I think I found, the, I found the, the, the fountain of youth when it came to prayers. And it's like, no, you actually just started thinking bigger. Like, God, I think that's why he says, you know, don't lean on your own understanding. Your ways are not my ways because I don't think we think big enough. 
I don't think we pray big enough. I think to us, big time prayers is God, I want a million dollars. Yeah. For what though? What would you do different in the earth? What impact would you make in the kingdom that God should give you a million dollars? Hmm. Makes you perk up and think a little different. Like, oh, didn't think that far. Um, I just wanted a nice house and do things for me, 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 and my, 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 and this, this. Yes, yeah, very singular. God is not going to give you resources and do great things in your life to have a singular effect. He's just not that God. Like, think about it. When a woman is pregnant, she is pregnant with her legacy. No, vibe with me. So she's pregnant. And let's say she's pregnant with her daughter. I already just told you a few moments ago that female infants are born with all the ovaries they will ever need. So when a woman is pregnant with a, and she gets the, it's a girl, you know, gender reveal, it's like, yay, she's actually pregnant with her legacy. She is carrying a child that's already carrying the eggs that will be in the future. Mm, do you see what I'm saying? Right. And so when you get to the point that you start looking huge, it has nothing to do with the fact that you, you're pregnant with a daughter. It has everything to do that you're pregnant with legacy. Mm, that was amazing. I, yeah, I think we can go ahead and close right there. I just, I was getting ready to say something else, but I feel like that should just be closed. But can we just get to that place though? Like, I want you to remember that the Bible does say that he supplies all our need. Did you hear me? There's no S at the end of need. He will supply all our need, meaning he can do one thing, bless you that one time in that one area, do something one time, and it has a forever effect on your life. Like God will change your entire life with one blessing. You just got to go ahead and start praying to the point that you're praying for that one triple effect. That one rippled effect in your life. But I'm more than certain that you got what you need. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I got what I needed. I picked up this phone call to have a completely different conversation with you. And we just went this way. And so I went. <laughs> went away, if you will. Let's go. Um, wow. I really enjoyed this talk. This was kind of, hmm. Okay, God, I see what you're doing. So I want you to, you know, take away the, I want you to get off this phone. I want you to apply it. I want you to apply these conversations. I want them to be life-provoking, not even thought-provoking. Now I'm thinking bigger. You see with me? I want this to be life-provoking. I want you to start looking at your life like every piece of information that you find to be wisdom, that you find to be a challenge, like, ooh, I never thought of it that way. I challenge you to let it change your life. Don't just have a feel-good moment of, ooh, that was a good whatever, and then you walk away and that's just it. No, do something with it so that you can point back and say, yo, when I got that piece of information, it changed my life. Because I think that's what it truly is all about. It's not for it to be tweetable. It's not for it to just, you know, be on whatever social platform of your choice. It's not for you to just pick up the phone and tell your one or two friends and say, hey, I want to share something with you. It's to change your life. So that then your environment would change. So then it would attract other people to say, hey, you've been different since. And you can show them how to change their life. And then you see that ripple effect. 
You see that? Just in that one one statement right there. And so when I when you get off the phone, I want you to go ahead and get off. And I want you to start seeing where can I apply this ripple effect in my prayer life, in my walking life. Like, how can I apply this and just have that on your mind? I want that thing to be echoing in your brain, echoing in your soul. I want you to just keep hearing ripple effect, ripple effect, ripple effect to the point that you start thinking bigger. You start praying bigger. You start doing bigger things. And you're like, I will never be the same after this phone call. Mm. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Nope, you got what you needed. I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. We ain't even got to stretch it no more. I'm going to let God do what he needs to do. So, as my good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and go. But before we go, ripple effect. Later.